This podcast is for PR pros who are looking to discover the best strategies for landing their dream retainer clients and scoring them top tier media coverage. I'm your host, Jen Burson, and I want you to have a fulfilling career in PR that totally lights you up without sacrificing your personal or family time or your sanity. Welcome to the Pitching Powerhouse Podcast. Today's topic is going to be about ghosting. Um, Ghosting. We hate it when we get ghosted. You don't want to get ghosted by a friend. You don't want to get ghosted by someone you're dating. But why does it hurt so much when you get ghosted by the media? (laughs) When you have pitched and gotten somebody interested and they're right there ready to talk about your client and then they're ghosting you. So that's what we're going to talk about today um, and, you know, really walk through. First, uh, I wanted to show you guys this little magic bottle that I have discovered, Magic Mind. Um, It's so good. I've been trying this for a few days now. Um, It's my fourth day in a row. Um, but, and it tastes so good, but this is magic mind and you know that I don't gatekeep. If I find something cool, um, if it's going to help you with your productivity, your focus, give you energy, like I have to share that. And so, uh, magic mind reached out to me and offered to let me try this. And if I loved it, that I got to share it with our community and I happen to love it. And it's funny because I was trying it three days in a row, which is what they kind of recommended to me. And then because I only have two bottles left and I know I wanted to talk about it, I didn't take it yesterday. And all day I was telling my husband, I am so tired. I'm so tired. All of the texts to him all day. How are you, Jen? I'm like, I am so tired. And I think it's because I did not drink Magic Mind yesterday. So it's really, really delicious. Um, For me, it's that combination of something that's effective. It delivers on its promise. And it tastes really good. It boosts your energy. It has matcha. uh, It has adaptogens that will help you feel less stress, which honestly, I think right now we can all benefit from. It has nootropics that also help keep you focused, which is something that I kind of struggle with certain times of the day, like maybe when coffee wears off. And candidly, I am still, I'm drinking my latte. I still drink my coffee, but this just kind of enhances and prolongs that feeling of focus and clarity and like a bit of a mood boost. So, um, and it also helps with immunity, which is really helpful. It has vitamin C, D, and echinacea. So, and it's so cute. The bottle is so cute. Magic Minds. Um, I do not feel jittery at all. And um, there's just like a lot of different things that we're doing throughout the day. For me, focusing on both sides of my business and having to kind of context shift, which I know we talk about productivity a lot. I do not love context shifting because I feel like there's a lot of lost focus and time as you go from one thing to the next to kind of get your head back in the right space. So this has kind of helped me really stay on task with one thing. And then if I have to move on to something else, I feel like I'm shifting and 
the energy is there, the focus, that creativity that we kind of need to check things off of our to-do list, especially as we're creating content. And for me also as a parent, um, my kids right now, you guys, they're kind of exhausting. I'm not going to lie. Um, they're exhausting and it's so draining at the end of the day. So they'll come home and I'm helping them with homework and it's no joke. Now they're in middle school and I, they'll say, I need help with homework. And it takes a lot of focus, the stuff that I'm helping them with. Um, and I find myself in that mode of teaching and this is now we're talking like 630 at night when they get home and I've had a full day running both my businesses and I have found in the three days in a row that I took this, I still have the bandwidth to help my boys with homework. So can't gatekeep and just magic mind. I'm so happy that you introduced me to this so that I could share it with my community. Um, it is on Amazon. And also they've been awesome to offer our community a code. If you go to uh, magicmind.com slash pitching PH for pitching powerhouse, you use my code pitching PH 20 and you can get up to 56% off a subscription for the next 10 days with that code. I also happen to really like how it tastes. It's, um, it's got like a, almost like pineapple-y and a little spicy, which I love. It's super, super good. And I'm going to just keep sipping it because I really love it. And again, magicmind.com slash pitching PH and just check it out. And the cool thing about it too, is they will offer a full refund, hundred percent money back guarantee, no questions asked, you know, so there's no risk and they will issue a refund to you within three to four hours. Right. So I like that because if you don't have the benefits that I've been having, there's no risk. So give it a try. Let me know what you think. Magic mind, anything to boost productivity, you know that I'm all over it. Okay. Thanks for, uh, thanks for letting me share that. And now we're going to talk about getting ghosted by the media. It stinks, right? Um, we are going to talk about four killer strategies for dealing with silent media contacts how you can refine your pitches to make them irresistible, and when to follow up with and when to move on from that contact. Sometimes you just got to like, you know, wipe, wash your hands of it and move on. So, okay, you got ghosted. It may be spooky season, but there's nothing spookier than a journalist ghosting you in the middle of the pitching process. We all know that feeling. You and the media contact that you've been developing, you've gotten into a groove regarding your latest pitch, you're emailing kind of like every other day, facilitating Q&A with a client or sample send, um, and then they go radio silent. And a few days go by, no new emails, maybe you followed up and you're like, hi, just checking in, you know, you should have heard from them by now, right? But we tend to panic because we're like, oh my God, you know, I told the client, I wanted this to happen. Don't give in to that instinct to panic. Getting ghosted by a media contact, it is scary, but it's a situation every single PR pro has to navigate. Every single one of us. Even those of us who've been doing this almost two decades. 
it happens to everyone. So here are my best strategies for dealing with getting ghosted by your media contacts, no matter where you are in the pitch, pitching process. And the first thing you need to keep in mind is do not take ghosting personally. It might feel like a flat out rejection, particularly in dating, right? Um, it's that kind of, in dating, it's that feeling of like, oh, it's not you, it's me. But it's not like that in PR. You have to think of it from a journalist perspective that they have a lot on their plate. Um, your pitch may not be top of mind for them. Obviously, media contacts, they have their own personal lives and you know, something outside of the office may prevent them from checking their emails for a few days. Um, I do hope you're using a tracker so that you can see when it was looked at, how many times, when the last time they looked at it was. And it helps to know that they've actually seen your last email and it hasn't gone to spam or something like that. But we know that there's so much going on in the world and a particularly crazy busy news cycle. The priorities may have shifted since the last time that they reached out regarding your pitch. Journalism is extremely hectic these days and deadlines are shifting all the time. So they may have taken the story that they're interested in and they know their readers will love, but they've set it on the back burner for a while as they take care of something that's maybe breaking news or a more timely pressing story. So give your media contact time to respond on their own terms. If a ton of urgent work gets dumped on their desk or they have a family emergency, there's people that have family all over the world that have serious um, situations that they're dealing with and they're concerned, you know, it will um, end up delaying all of their work and they don't have the time or even the requirement to let all of their contacts know that their stories are bumped or pushed or whatever. So don't take this as a personal rejection. Give your contact the time and space they need. And hopefully, in most cases, when the story is interesting and they're open, they're, they're wanting to feature it, they will get back to you eventually. So uh, you can also check their social media pages for updates just to kind of see if they're focused on something else, if they're sharing something that gives some insight into what is happening in their world. Um, Maybe they let they, their community online know that they're taking time away from the office and share that on social. Uh, a lot of our journalist friends have Substack. So make sure that if that particular contact, that journalist or freelancer has Substack, that you're subscribed so that you can see their personal updates there too. That may be the only place that they're kind of sharing a little insight into their personal world and why your pitch may be delayed at the moment or your follow-up. Um, the second thing is you want to kind of like spread out or space out your follow-up. So if your media contact suddenly goes silent and you're in these final stages of the pitching process, hit pause on the panic button. Your instinct may be to reach out ASAP and like keep following up, like, hey, just checking in. But take a second to breathe. And the reminder here is we cannot take ghosting personally. There are tons of things that could be taking your media contacts attention away right now. So give them space and instead focus that energy, that genuine 
commitment to ensuring that your story is aligned with their publication, you know, it's a good fit, that feeling of like, this is awesome. You know, I really like you were interested, like, where'd you go? Use that energy and that time instead of following up consistently, like over and over, use that to maybe rework your follow-up strategy just a bit. So give your media contact a few days of silence before you reach out again. And you, you know, when we work with our clients to come up with ideas or help with a launch, there's always some lead time that we build in because we want to have stories and features come out aligned with the timing of a launch or something that's, you know, timely and relevant with like the seasons or the news cycle. So there should be some uh, runway, some lead time that's already built up in there. This is one of those reasons we do that. So when you do reach out again, include a personal check-in to make sure that they're doing okay. Especially now, our journalist friends have let us know that they are affected by the, the news cycle just as much as all of us are. They're feeling it. A lot of times they're feeling it even more because they're covering things urgently and getting access. You know, they don't get to really filter all of the things that they're seeing and reporting on. They have to really be exposed to all of it. And it might be heavy. It might take a toll. So... You want to reach out, acknowledge, you know, acknowledge maybe that this time off is intentional if they've let you know on Substack or that there are a lot of things going on in the world that they might be affected by. So you want to acknowledge that and um, acknowledge like, how are you? And um, kind of check in, make sure they're doing okay. And if there's a time limit surrounding your pitch, like maybe there is this on the calendar, the date's coming, there's a launch or an event or something, then reiterate that in your follow-up. And then you want to sit back for a few days before you go through the follow-up process again and check your lead time to see how much time you actually have for the follow-up. And if there's still no response, your media contact hasn't given any updates on social. You're getting down to the wire on your pitch and it's kind of like now or never, then it is time to move on then because you don't want to like, you know, put all your eggs in one basket and wait for this contact to get back to you. And then you just don't hear anything. Um, so at that time when you're coming up on those deadlines for launches and you're hearing nothing, then it's time to move on. So the third tip I have is to read through that pitch again. If you find yourself getting ghosted right at the start of the pitching process, it may be that pitch itself and not the media contact. So keep in mind, this is always the fundamentals. It's, it's not going to change, you know, shifting media landscape, all the things, the fundamentals still apply. Your contacts want to read relevant, timely, targeted pitches truly newsworthy in your niche. And if you are sending those generic spray and pray emails, pitches that are vague, generic press releases or media alerts, you are not going to get the results you're hoping for. You are not getting ghosted. You are just not putting out a good pitch that is hitting all of those check checkpoints that is uh, what media contacts are looking for. So every pitch you send out, it should be targeted, which means personalized, tailor your pitch to the journalist and their publication, the beat, the audience. You should also make sure your pitch is 
truly fresh and not something they've covered before. If it is something they've covered before, your take on it is new. It's different. It's a new spin. It's new data that would impact the way they covered it the first time. It's a new player in the industry that's doing something different. It's not a total retread. Just because they've done it before does not mean they're going to write about something exactly the same again. This is something you have to let your clients know because a lot of times they'll say, wait a minute, I was reading New York Times and they talked about this company and so they should want to talk about us. Well, if that company is doing what you're doing and there's not a lot of difference, why would they also talk about your client if there's nothing totally different, new, like truly, genuinely distinct. So keep all of that in mind. If your clients are like, what about us? You need to inform them the way the media works. And then you come up with some ideas. Okay. Like we know they're interested in this topic. How can we put a spin on it? That is different. You know, make sure your pitch is truly fresh, not a retread. So take some time to really work on that pitch. And, you know, if you're not getting traction, that's all the proof you need that the strategy, the angle, whatever, it's not working. So we always talk about just focusing on the basics. Make sure you have the basics down. Um, this is something we cover extensively in the Pitch Lab in not only our monthly execution plans with timely, relevant, targeted pitch ideas and recommendations on timing and what the media is working on in that month for both long lead and short lead, but also in our comprehensive roadmap where we teach you the fundamentals as a PR pro, not as like a person on the street pitching their own services or whatever to the media. Yes, it works for them, but this is truly mastery in the pitch lab where we're giving you that roadmap so that you can learn you know, brush up on your pitching skills, learn the fundamental, learn the fundamentals, get down all of those basic core requirements of a good pitch. And also if you're unsure how to use, um, like maybe switch up your tactics inside the pitch lab, we have, um, like media pitch templates. This is something that might get the, um, the juice is flowing again, you know, something that will give your idea a boost, you know, like really focusing on those building blocks for a successful pitch and this kind of proven approach for sending winning pitches. You might also be reaching out to the wrong contacts. You have to double check that. The media landscape is changing, shifting. We have a lot of contacts that are moving around. Maybe they're switching up their roles. They're taking on more. One of their colleagues might have moved on. Maybe they've gone freelance. So, you know, maybe the contact that you're reaching out to switched beats or they're uh, working at a new publication. Maybe there's a round of layoffs and they have gone freelance. You need to double check your media contacts. Look at their social, check their LinkedIn, and check the publications page to confirm their role because they move around all the time. We have found that they are updating LinkedIn pretty, um, pretty quickly after a change. So go double, triple check if you're getting ghosted. Just check to see if that contact is still at the publication you're pitching. Maybe their email is turned off and it's not getting a forward or whatever. So if you find a contact that is better suited to your pitch, reach out to them instead.
and see if, you know, if you're truly sure that the idea you're submitting is timely, relevant, the pitch is targeted and tailored to that publication, and you're like, this is really good content that they should be interested in, in double interested in, double check that you are pitching the right contact. And again, I'm so happy that I discovered Magic Mind, you guys. Um, I finished my little bottle here, but I had been using this for three days. Um, and I felt really energized and focused, um, even as the day went on and I was helping my kids with homework at 6:30, where I'm usually brain fried, right? They're, you know, they're asking me to help with reading and comprehension on a story I've never read. <laughs> so I'm reading each chapter as if it's, you know, my own assignment, just so I can understand and help them. And Magic Mind has really helped me stay focused and have a more sustained level of energy and clarity um, and gives me a greater sense of productivity because I'm able to sustain the energy that I might have early in the morning when I drink my coffee, but then I tend to crash after lunch. So I love it. It is really good. It tastes really good. So it has like a kind of a, a subtly sweet taste to me. It tastes like a little pineapple juice matcha with like a tiny bit of spice to it, but it has really good stuff in here. It has matcha to boost your energy. Magic Mind also has adaptogens, um, nootropics that will help keep you focused. Um, a lot of talk these days around nootropics and, you know, magic mushrooms, which are not, you know, the um, nootropics that are the, uh, the mushrooms like cordyceps and ashwagandha, um, like particularly that helps with stress and anxiety. Um, and I have been um, really interested in lion's mane and uh, cordyceps. So lion's mane is called that because it looks kind of fluffy like a lion, but it is an adaptogen that will reduce anxiety and inflammation and it supports cognition and it all also prevents um, you from uh, kind of crashing a bit, right? And then... Um, this is, uh, with cordyceps, it's another adaptogen that will help reduce inflammation. It'll strengthen your immune system and that helps support higher levels of energy. So that feeling of sustained energy, it's not racy energy. It's just alert, focused. This has really helped with my productivity. I love how it tastes and, um, I'm really excited that they are, um, interested in having me share magic mind with my community so that I can, uh, you know, just let you know how it has benefited me. And like I said, I don't gatekeep if something's helping me, giving me an edge in some way. Um, you know, if you're like me, you're really tired at the end of the day and yet you're still having to show up and perform when it comes to either an event, you know, like a networking event at the end of the day, or for me being a busy mom, running my two businesses, and then at the end of the day, my kids come home and they need real help with their homework. Middle school is no joke. This has really helped me. And I took it three days in a row, and then I skipped yesterday because I wanted to save my two bottles for today um, and tomorrow. They, uh, I could tell a difference yesterday. 
I was texting my husband all day. I am so tired. I'm so tired. I, he was like, why? And I really couldn't figure it out until I pulled the bottle out today. And I was like, that was the day that I didn't take magic. I didn't drink magic mind. So it tastes really good. And what I love also about this company is they reached out to me and wanted me to experience this so that I really truly had a firsthand, um, take on how it helps me so that if it worked for me, I could share it with you. And if it didn't, they were like, at least you got to try it. It helped expand my attention span. Um, it gave me energy sustained throughout the day. And they said, if you like it, share it. And they gave me a, a promo code. So it's again called Magic Mind. Of course, like who doesn't, I mean, even the sound of it, I was like, I got to try something called Magic Mind. That sounds awesome. So if you're interested in trying it yourself, you can visit magicmind.com slash pitching PH. And we are also sharing a promo code where you can get up to 56% off your subscription for the next 10 days with that code I just shared, pitching PH20. Um, and it's valid forever as 20% off um, for both a one-time purchase and subscription. So check it out and let me know what you think because um, I really felt a noticeable difference in my sustained energy level. Um, and yeah, it just, uh, it just was really nice to drink as well. So lots of good stuff in there. Um, just felt like almost a wellness shot as you're drinking it. It just felt like mm, doing something good for myself. So check out Magic Mind. It's really, really good. And let me know what you think. Try my code out. And for me also, it helped with my creativity. I'd been sitting on a lot of projects that took intense focus and creative thinking. And I finally like you should see my to-do list. I finally like started crossing things off that had been sitting there because I haven't had the mental bandwidth to really focus on them until this week when I started, you know, three days in a row, which is what they recommended to me. So check out Magic Mind. I shared my promo code, pitching PH20, get a discount. Let me know what you think of it. Okay, now I have for you the final um, kind of approach if you're getting ghosted. This is where we say, okay, it's not working with this contact. Uh, you want to maybe go back and refine your pitch angle. So you could be sending out a perfectly formatted pitch that's got all the personal details your contact would want, but it's just not newsworthy enough for them to write about. It might be time to go back to the drawing board and get your team together, get our pitching community together and go back to the drawing board, do a brainstorming session. This is one of the va huge values of a community like ours is really um, putting some, you know, getting a fresh perspective on something because you're so close to it. You might not have that distant, you know, that perspective, the distance or something not personal allows you to have. So somebody can come in and have just a completely fresh perspective on something. When you take a step back and they can come and look at it, or you're looking at it with fresh eyes and you ask yourself a few questions like, what is even newsworthy about this event or this product or the idea that I'm sharing with them? And what makes it unique or innovative? 
um, and be careful of these like buzzwords, but it's kind of a litmus test for you. Like, is this actually totally different than something else that's out there? Does it employ some new technology, a new approach? What is different and unique about this? Does my current pitch truly communicate how important this product or event is? Like, is that newsworthiness adequately conveyed? And also ask yourself, has this already been covered by the media for similar products? And if the answer is yes, are you really doing enough to help make your client stand out from the crowd? Is that distinction, that difference, that newsworthiness adequately conveyed? You're the one writing the pitch. You need to make sure that you're communicating exactly what you want and need to communicate to get your media contacts on board. I just reviewed a pitch from a team member um, for a client launching uh, brand new products. It's a, a series of products that we have been talking to them about for almost a year. And to us, having these conversations over and over with them, it's really clear what these products do. But when I reviewed the pitch, there was a lot of talk about the technology and the way that it's new and nothing like this has been done before. But I looked at it from a perspective of someone who knew nothing about this and it was like, well, what does this technology even do? Why is it important that there are, you know, micro, uh, you know, like currents or light waves in this range, uh, like a spectrum? Like, what does that even do? Why do I care? Right. And that wasn't conveyed in the pitch. It was very simple. Like these three little mini devices were launching all at once. They hit targeted areas to help fight signs of aging, like sagging skin, wrinkles. It'll help with um, acne blemishes. They're like little targeted LED patches. So reading it, the technology was obvious to me. The fact that you could stick them on your skin, you only needed to use it for 10 minutes, that was obvious to me. But the what did it do? Why was this important? Why was 10 minutes alone relevant. Like who cares? Like 10, 20 an hour, like what is it even doing for me? And it was just a simple little sentence to clarify that these help targeted problems. You know, the reason you would pick an acne patch versus an entire acne mask is because you have occasional breakouts. You don't have consistent acne. So that is the use case for this targeted patch. And that wasn't clear. So sometimes you're so close to it that you don't have that perspective that somebody just learning about this for the first time is going to say, oh, I get it. Yeah, I see that. Sometimes we're just too close to it. So sometimes you have to look at something and say, if I knew nothing about this, is it obvious what I'm trying to convey? So, you know, have to communicate that. Tweak that existing pitch as much as you need to to make it more interesting, more clear, more newsworthy to your media contacts. They want to provide readers with valuable stories and you need to just make sure that you're giving them that foundation. Maybe you're too swamped 
in the technology, in that nitty gritty, and then you lose the overall story or the perspective. Because when things have new technology and there's something the client's really proud of because it's never been done, it's never been that precise, it's never been as targeted or as effective, you're getting into the why. You know, this is amazing because look at all the tech we've packed into this. And it's like, but what even, why does that even matter? Um, it particularly happens a lot in technical stories because you're trying to simplify those technical aspects so much that you tend to forget that simple, what even am I expecting here? What's the transformation? Like, why it does it matter that this technology is different? See what I'm saying? You know, you have to make sure that the edited pitch is still communicating your client's message and that all of the claims you're making can be proven, uh, particularly if something is, uh, you know, um, you're making claims about transformations in skin or, you know, things like that. Um, there has to be certain language you can use. With my client, they happen to be FDA cleared to talk about um, reduction in fine lines and wrinkles and skin um, elasticity and things like that. They are allowed to make those claims, which is yet another thing that makes them very compelling to the media. But if your client can't stand behind certain claims, you need to make sure that you're talking about it because if the media starts sharing the verbiage you're using and it's not proven, if it's not, um, you know, FDA cleared or back, you know, backed up by independent clinical trials or peer-reviewed studies, and you're giving that verbiage to the media, but it's not actually studied and proven, then you're going to be in trouble. You're setting them up to write about something and make claims that you're not authorized, you know, legally or proven by independent research to make. So make sure the message has claims that have been proven and do not ever exaggerate for the sake of landing a story because that will backfire on you big time. The final thing here I would say is consider adding a new element to your pitch to get it on your contacts radar. So does your client have an in-house expert. This has been a huge tactic for us that's worked very well. You can call on an in-house expert for the story, you know, turn it into an interview and then they happen, like you're offering this expert that is valuable to that media contact. So instead of just talking about your client's product or their business and the problems it solves, you have an expert that they can turn to for quotes. They have um, credentials to be able to contribute something to the story that answers hard questions. Like with my breast pump client, we have lactation consultants and doulas that we're lending out to the media all the time. We're offering them as experts to share insight into all kinds of questions that new moms have about breastfeeding and uh, giving birth and post-birth care. And another client of ours has a baby monitor. We have a sleep consultant that talks about sleep stuff and they tend to work the client's product into that. So Turn your idea into an interview, offer an expert that they can use, that they can quote, they can use them to answer questions that the readers might be wondering, and turn it into an interview. And you can also really zoom into how your client's product solves one specific 
issue for their customers or kind of go, you can do like a, you know, micro focus or do like that 30,000 foot perspective and really highlight the big picture impact that they might be having on their niche. So there's other ways to go about it. You know, of course we said like ghosted and it's really about refining the idea if it seems to have gone stale you know being on top of it um when I first started and I had my very first team member she would say to me all the time I'd say well what happened with this publication she'd be like I don't know they vanished and I'm like are you putting up missing person posters like what do you mean they vanished right it's your job to unvanish them check social. Where are they? Are they on a trip? Are they still working? Business as usual. Like we can't go to the client and just say, oh, the editor vanished. You know, she would say all the time, they vanished. And it's like, unvanish them, you know, figure out what it's going to take to, you had a responsive contact, get them back on the hook, rework the pitch, um, make it interesting to them again, go to somebody else at their publication, you know, just find the ways to either make it really interesting from a singular problem your client's product or service solves or their experience that they're sharing will solve a problem for the readers or inspire them or whatever on a very small level or go zoom out and highlight that big picture impact that they are having on their niche. So four steps to help you overcome getting ghosted. One, don't take it personally. It's not like dating. Journalists are busy. Have some, you know, empathy for them. Two, spread out that follow-up so you're not like, hey, hi, remember me? It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. Like you want to spread out the follow-up so that you're, um, you're, you know, reworking a strategy, using that time to kind of figure out how to make it relevant to them again. Um, revisit the pitch, look at it with fresh eyes, make sure it truly communicates something that is of value and newsworthy. And if it doesn't, get some fresh eyes on it. And number four, refine that pitch angle and make sure that it's this. These are the questions that I would love for you to ask yourself when you take a step back. What's newsworthy? about the product or the events, what is unique or innovative? Does that pitch truly communicate how important the product and event is? Has the angle already been covered? And if it has, um, how is yours distinct and different? How can you then make your client stand out from the crowd? And uh, those are the questions you can ask yourself. So check out Magimind and let me know what you think. I shared my promo code with you guys. Um, I think it's so tasty and I did notice mental energy focus. Um, it's kind of like a drink for your mind and your health. It just like, I feel kind of like I've been a little, you know, the media has kept me like, uh, and this is something that has helped me to keep me focused and the adaptogens particularly, it's not my first time knowing about adaptogens, but they're included in uh, magic mind and it will really help you feel less stressed it kind of like lowers that cortisol level where you have that like fight or flight feeling all the time and then matcha will help boost your energy and the nootropics 
um, which is like all the rage right now because they're natural and they really do work. You know, you've got um, ashwagandha, lion's mane, uh, cordyceps. Um, and then there's one that I have never heard, Bacopa monieri. That's a new one for me. Uh, that one is um, helps you kind of improve, improve your attention span, but also your like ability to um, uh, like process information and learn new information and help with impulsivity. So if you're finding yourself like <laughs> online shopping <laughs> for some reason and you're like a big impulse shopper, um, you know, I mean, it's something that can help you really think through things, learn things, maybe take a step back and look at it from a, a different perspective rather than that, like immediate kind of dopamine hit. Um, I've been internet shopping a lot less in the last week since I've been drinking magic mind, just because I'm focused on other things and I don't feel like I have to get a little, you know, dopamine hit from add to cart, you know, that whole thing. Right. So um, let me know if you have any questions about that. Again, I gave you guys a promo code for 20% off. And if you do the subscribe, you can get 56% off for the next 10 days with my code. So thank you guys as always for being here. Uh, I appreciate you guys. Be well, take care of yourselves, and I'll talk to you real soon. Take care. Try Magic Mind. Let me know if you like it. Ciao. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Pitching Powerhouse podcast. If you're ready to up-level your pitching skills so that you can provide stellar services to your clients, you should think about joining the Pitch Lab. Check out the link in the episode description to learn more. So the Pitch Lab is this awesome, incredible monthly membership experience where you will get the proven formula for crafting PR pitches that actually convert and get tons of strategic, timely pitch angles so you never run out of pitch ideas again. Oh, and you also get access to incredible monthly execution plans that save you hours of time and include irresistible pitch angles that the media cannot ignore. With relevant and timely strategies and topics for PR coverage during current events, holidays, monthly awareness observances, <laughs> say that fast three times, seasonal events, and more, you'll be able to create PR content that makes your clients stand out, even if you are new to PR. So check out the link in this episode's description to learn more. And as always, be sure to tune into next week for another incredible episode packed with the insights you need to become a pitching powerhouse.